Yes, hello and welcome back. Another episode of the Six Ps podcast coming at you today. Can you believe that we are currently about to approach the halfway mark of May and that of course means halfway mark of Term 2 in what has been an action-packed semester 1 and unit 3 so far. We've had a bit of everything over the last few months and it is really hard to believe that this whole year started just over three months ago. Now, recently we've had a couple of uh, episodes of the Jim and Tim show, and the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. So, it's um, my great pleasure to announce that Tim will be coming back over the next week. So, please keep an ear out for that. We're also ha- hopefully going to have another guest uh, who's called Keith, and we're hoping he'll be able to bring something a little bit different. Uh, as well, just to uh, perk you up uh, during this, uh, well, this social distancing and isolation period. Just a reminder, we also have the YouTube channel going. Plenty of content on there, especially for the analyzing argument unit. We go through things like essay writing, looking at introductions and main bodies, focusing on topic sentences, persuasive devices, language, how to analyze. It's all there. So if you want to access that YouTube channel, just type in 6Ps Podcast into YouTube or Google. You'll be able to find it. Uh, Give the videos a like and also subscribe. Uh, We might be releasing uh, some subscriber-only content a little bit later on this month. But today on the podcast, we are going to be focusing on arguments. And before we do that, just a reminder, if you would like to get in touch, you can do so via email. That is 6pspodcast at gmail.com. That's 6pspodcast at gmail.com, where I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have or take on board any questions that you might have for Tim the next time he comes in for another potty. Uh, Obviously, if you've got any ideas or some advice, or you just want um, me to touch on something at a later podcast, I'm always up um, for ideas, so feel free to pop those through as well. That's 6pspodcast at gmail.com. But let's get on with the podcast. Whereas I said before, we are going to be focusing on arguments. So this unit is called Analyzing Argument. And I think I've said it a few times now, but this unit used to be called language analysis back a very long time ago when I was in year 12. Um, And the clear difference here is while that was primarily focusing on language being used in persuasive articles, here we really want to focus more so on argument. Now, that's not to say that persuasive language and persuasive devices aren't important. Of course, they're important. They are what make up your evidence. They are what support the arguments, and obviously you'll be analysing the language in your main body paragraph, but each main body paragraph is going to focus on a different argument. The other thing that I think scares students a little bit more is the fact that quite often persuasive devices are really easy to find. So things like statistics, you look for numbers. With rhetorical questions, you look for question marks. With evidence or expert opinion, you look for someone's name and, and quotation marks. But Quite often arguments are a lot more implicit, and especially for the SAC. So just a reminder that in the SAC, the articles you'll be given are going to be real articles. They're not going to be fictional ones like you get on the end of your exams. They're going to be real articles. So um, the journalists aren't necessarily thinking about arguments or necessarily going to be explicit in stating their arguments. 
So while that does really throw some students, what I will say to that is, that means there's no right or wrong answers really when it comes to arguments. So just bear that in mind. This is English. There are a myriad of correct answers. There's not just one answer. So don't be too concerned if you go to write a topic sentence and outline an argument and you're unsure whether it is an, an argument because chances are, through your evidence and your explanation, you'll be able to um, convince the marker that that is actually correct. So where do we start with arguments? Well, the first thing to do is to really focus on the contention, the author's contention. So the author's contention is their main opinion on the issue. So having a look at articles we've looked at in class earlier on, we looked at the free public transport articles. So there you had one contention that was in favor that said free public transport should be implemented. And the other letter, their contention was the fact that free public transport shouldn't be um, implemented in Melbourne. When it comes to the article we read recently on pill testing, the Mick Palmer opinion piece, uh, that contention was simply that pill testing should be implemented in order to save lives. So just a reminder, the contention is the author's main opinion, and you should get a good um, guide of what that is after reading the article once. If you're not too sure, uh, look at the title. It often will give it away there. If you're still struggling to find the author's contention, my advice is to just think about what the issue is and work out whether the author agrees or disagrees with the issue. So once you've nailed the contention, the task now is to work out what the arguments are. They are the reasons for the contention, or the ideas that support the contention. Most of the time they'll be reasons, but they might not necessarily be reasons. They might depict something in a certain way. They might explore or discuss an idea. It really just depends on the article. My advice when it comes to looking um, for arguments is, well, the first one is to add the word because on the end of the contention. So, for example, with that first letter to the editor on free public transport, the contention was that public transport should be free. Let's add the word because on the end of that. Public transport should be free because the ticketing system is faulty, because it will solve the issue of fare evasion, because it will benefit non-public transport users and because it will benefit car users. So using the word because on the end of the contention is really useful to do. If you're still struggling or you can't find really explicit reasons, my advice is to break it up into paragraphs and work out what the author is discussing. Even with that, if you're still struggling, again, just break the article up into beginning, middle and end. What is the author talking about at the beginning of the article? What are they talking about in the middle of the article? And what are they talking about at the end of the article? Quite often, the introduction or the first couple of paragraphs or the first idea will be utilized in order to really draw in the reader. And quite often, the last argument, the closing argument, will be quite often a call to action. It'll want the reader or the audience to do something. So be mindful of that. The other thing that we're going to be looking at to do as well is analyze the arguments as well. So have a think about how they're structured. Is there a pattern or a sequence? Think about how the author begins and how they finish. We spoke about that before. You can also think in terms of analyzing arguments, comparing the texts. Do they complement or contradict each other? 
So with the free public transport letters that we looked at, the arguments obviously contradicted one another. And the last thing when it comes to analysing the actual arguments is you can look at, look at shifts. So does the audience change? So in the free public transport one, the audience did change. Initially, Leah Nung was focusing on public transport users, but the second half of the article really focused on non-public transport users. And again, you can discuss why she does that. Obviously, she wants to show the audience or broaden her audience to showcase that free public transport doesn't just benefit public transport users. It has a knock-on effect, a more widespread effect across Melbourne in terms of car users and people that live in the country. You can also analyse the arguments in terms of tone. Is there a tonal shift or is there a tone difference between both the texts? And that's something to really consider. We're going to go to our first break now. And on the other side of the break, we're going to look at topic sentences, which are really, really important when it comes to analysing arguments. But the song we're going to go to is actually a local artist. There are a couple of boys out of Adelaide called East AB3. Uh, I think it's a good time now to promote some local artists who are doing it tough, not being able to play gigs. Um, so we'll go to this song by East AB3, and we'll be right back on the Six Points podcast right after this. Can't match this, they need to practice That girl acting, she on the blacklist City on the map, now we running the atlas Calling the shots and I go all in Order a lot because I'm balling Jumper on top and the court is my home $600 cologne, hope I get up in the morning I know I shouldn't drive home The playlist like my Bible, yeah I'm Moorish, I know I'm swimming in a swordfish I'm never on the door list I always fall in, raw dubs, raw mix Still on the best shit I ever fucking heard What comes next is bliss I'm all around the world, ass kisses Got these bitches ass kissing Cause we on one Like the same ones to dismiss us Be the same ones the misses Aim don't miss it When a tongue out sticking Ticking time up till I tip it Over, I gotta get over A hoe cause they want you one night They'll be cold as a shoulder He's slapping their hands are clapping They can't match this They need to practice That girl acting She on the blacklist City on the map Now we running the atlas He stops slapping their hands are clapping They can't match this They need to practice That Lights, cam, action, dance floor, attraction. Let's get dancing, late night, romancing. That girl passive in bed, she ratchet. Bitch, I'm swagging, my pants are sagging. Fake tan, fake friends, all she do is take bands. Louis on her booty and got Gucci on her waistband. Make plans, late ends, never see her again. All this time and money for this honey that I'm wasting. Waiting, waiting, she testing my patience. One minute she's single, the next one she taking. Switching locations and taking vacations. One minute she hearing, the next she away, yeah. Stop slapping their hands are clapping They can't match this, they need to practice That girl acting, she on the blacklist City on the map, now we running the atlas Stop slapping their hands are clapping They can't match this, they need to practice That girl acting, she on the blacklist City on the map, now we running the atlas Calling the shots and I go all in Order a lot because I'm balling Yeah, I be, I be calling the shots and I go all in Order a lot because I'm balling Yeah, I be, I be Shots and I go all in, order a lot because I'm falling. Yeah, I'm in. 
shots and I go all in. Order a lot because I'm balling. Yeah, I'll be. Welcome back to the Six P's podcast, where today we are looking at arguments. In the first half, we were speaking about how to locate arguments within articles, and right now we're going to talk about how to write about them. And the main area where we do this is in our topic sentences. So many of you will be very familiar with my topic sentence equation for this. The reason why I have a topic sentence equation is this is exactly how I learned to write topic sentences back when I was much more mathematically minded and focused. Obviously now a bit more wordy, but back in the good old days, we we liked maths a lot more. So my topic sentence equation is pretty simple for when it, for analyzing argument. Author plus structure verb plus argument verb plus argument equals topic sentence. So I always think it's a good idea to stipulate the author's name in the topic sentence and follow it by using a structure verb. So with structure verbs, these just stipulate when the um, argument appears in the article. So if it's the first argument, you might use a structure verb like opens, begins, or commences. If it's in the middle, you might use a verb like continues, or furthers, or subsequently. And to close, you might use a verb like closes, or ends. Another verb I really like that I think is underutilized is a verb like establishes when it comes to an opening argument. So once you've worked out when the argument appears, and again, you'll flow through this, and again, it just showcases that you are thinking about the arguments in a holistic manner, you can then use an argument verb to introduce the argument. And the three I normally go with are asserts, argues, and advocates. Quite often, asserts and argues are interchangeable. Advocates, less so, and needs to be used carefully. But if you want a more broader verb, to outline an argument, then outlines is a great one to go with. But you might use one like highlights or depicts or portrays, um, even states if you really want to. And once you use that verb, you can bring in your argument. So thinking about that free public transport article from Leah Nung, we might say for our first argument where she's talking about how public transport should be free because the ticketing system is faulty, we might say... Nung opens by asserting that the ticketing system is faulty. Of course, you can play around with that particular structure. You might say opening her letter. Nung argues that free public transport should be implemented because of the faulty ticketing system. There are so many different ways to write a topic sentence, and we'll go through that a little bit later. Um, But really what we want to do is, again, showcase when the argument appears. We want to use that argument verb. And of course, we want to bring in the argument. Now, in some paragraphs, you're going to be comparing the arguments as well. So comparative vocabulary is going to be really, really important. So when it comes to arguments that are similar, that complement one another, you might use Phrases like similarly or in the same way. If they contradict one another, phrases like in contrast or conversely are really useful to use when it comes to that. Now, my advice with all of this is to build up verb 
or vocabulary banks when it comes to uh, your topic sentences and also when it comes to analyzing. I think you'll find it really useful, uh, especially if you find ones that are quite flexible, verbs and phrases that are flexible that you can use for any sort of article. Just thinking about the VCAA exam from 2017, that was the SPIRE Primary School newsletter, I've got four sample topic sentences for this that I'll run through now. See if you can pick up the verbs used. So the first one. Walker opens her weekly column in a self-deprecating manner to outline the school's current actions regarding the environment. So here we have the verb opens and the verb outline. And you'll notice here that um, the verb outline is used because there's not really an argument here. It's more so something she's discussing. She talks about the school's actions regarding the environment. So here she wants more to be done to help protect the environment at the school and to help reduce unnecessary packaging. But she starts by just talking about what the school is already doing. A second topic sentence might be, shifting to a more concerned tone, Walker continues by advocating her concerns about unnecessary packaging. So the verbs here are continues and advocating. You'll notice too that topic sentences are sort of written differently here, and that's really important. While that equation is a really nice thing to have in your back pocket, you don't want to continually use the same formula. You don't always want to be saying, Walker opens by arguing. Walker continues by asserting. Walker furthers her piece by advocating. Walker closes by arguing. You want to try and change up your topic sentence structure as often as possible, but again, as long as it doesn't impact on your fluency. The third topic sentence I wrote down was, after addressing her concerns, Walker provides solutions that the school and parents can take to prevent further environmental damage. And for the last one, where we're going to be doing some comparison, I've written in contrast, Louise begins her comment by highlighting the actions parents are already taking. So there's some sample topic sentences for you to have a think about using. Uh, And again, for me, um, build that vocabulary bank. I think you're going to find that really, really useful. So to summarize today, um, my advice would be when it comes to looking at arguments, well, the first tip is really easy. Um, Have an open mind when you read through the article for the first time. Try to locate the contention and from there, work out the reasons. Adding the word because on the end of the contention is a really nice thing to do. But if you're really stuck, Break up the article into beginning, middle, and end, and just tell me what they're talking about at the beginning, middle, and end. Make sure you're using those verbs in your topic sentence as well. Um, I can't stress how important that is. And again, we should be comparing and contrasting the arguments in the SAC particularly. In the exam, you don't have to. Um, You can do it still in your exam, but the SAC, it's so important. So three of the four criteria mention the word comparison in there somewhere. So comparing arguments is going to be really important. Now, that's not to say you have to do it in every single paragraph. In fact, it's really hard to do that, and you'll end up writing a bit of a comparative essay. And what you're more doing is looking at how both um, the authors argue their particular cases, not just the arguments, but you can also compare the language as well. But we might save that for a later podcast because it's time to go. Uh, It's been great having your company once again on the 6Ps podcast. Just lastly, before I go, I should say, please don't be daunted about looking for arguments. While they're not necessarily easy to locate or pick out straight away, 
Um, practice reading as many articles as you can. That is how you improve with this. The more articles you read, the better you will be, you'll find it to locate arguments. So I might leave you with that. But if you would like to get in contact, you can do so at 6pspodcast at gmail.com. That's 6pspodcast at gmail.com. We'll be releasing a fair few podcasts in the next few weeks. Don't forget the YouTube channel is there as well. But I've been Jim Session, and this has been the 6Ps Podcast, reminding you that proper prior preparation prevents poor performance. Are we finished? Done.